You're listening to Kids Cue the Music, a podcast where we talk to musicians, performers, composers, and kids like you. We're asking the questions you've always wondered but never had the chance to ask. And we'll listen to music to see what makes it interesting and fun. Because music is for you. I'm your host, Darlene. And I'm your host, Rebecca Lane, director of Upper Beaches Music School. Let's cue the music. Welcome to Kids Cue the Music. I'm your co-host, Rebecca Lane. I'm your co-host, Zara Lane. Today we have a bassoonist named Kristen Day with us. I'm really excited by this because I actually do not know very much about the bassoon. Do you, Zara? Do you know anything about the bassoon? No, I don't know. You told me one thing about the bassoon, actually. Well, it's a a woodwind. It's a woodwind instrument. Yeah, very good. Okay, anyway, let's welcome Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm a bassoon player. I'm from Ottawa, uh, Ontario, originally, now living in Toronto. Early in my sort of training, I really was gung-ho about, okay, I'm going to be a bassoonist in a major orchestra. And I really did. I went to the Cleveland Institute of Music in Ohio, which studied with the principal bassoon of the Cleveland Orchestra. And then I went to Philadelphia and studied with the principal bassoon of the Philadelphia Orchestra. So I had really big people that were like, yeah, Kristen, get an orchestra job. And then I just didn't want it. And I realized I really loved to play the bassoon and just teach. Like I really got a lot of joy out of getting anybody to learn how to play this crazy instrument and it sort of become my my mission in life to just sort of like tell people about the bassoon, get excited about the bassoon, not maybe not necessarily sitting in a black clothes in a concert hall all the time. Well, you're in good company. I really like teaching as well. Yeah. So the bassoon, I mean, I think it, it's a lesser known instrument. Would you say that's true? Uh, yeah, I feel like it's a little bit unfair that we're lesser known because we literally <laughs> sit right beside the clarinets. Like every Beethoven symphony, we're right there. And everyone knows what a clarinet is, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I usually tell people. It's sort of like, oh, I've never seen a bassoon before. I'm like, you probably have. You just didn't notice us. <laughs> like we're there. <laughs> so can you maybe tell us a little bit about bassoons and what it looks like, what it sounds like, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Because I know that there are a lot of people listening who have never probably even heard of the bassoon before. Yeah. So the bassoon is the tenor and bass voice of the woodwind section. So think cello in register. Mm-hmm. We usually play with the cellos in orchestra. I like to say that we're kind of like the big sister to the oboe. Mm. Okay. So we're a double reed and like oboe players, we make our reeds and we'll talk about reeds later. But uh, yeah, so it's a big, big, big instrument. All woodwind instruments are one tube end to end. The bassoon is actually two kind of squashed together with a, it looks like a piece of plumbing at the bottom. It looks like a, it's like a metal tube at the bottom. That's actually called a U-tube, U-tube. The Germans (laughs) did it, you know, 200 years ago before the internet. And uh, yeah, we also have a metal tube that we put our reed on called a bocal. Some people like to- it's kind of like a, a mouthpiece, but we yes, yes. we have special names for them because we're special. Zara's like, I think I do know what a reed hey, is. Hey, you can't say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's hard to listen to two people at once. If you whisper stuff to me, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> but I have a funny story to say about the bassoon, sure. which is that I played in a chamber orchestra a long time ago, and my mom came to see one of the concerts. And I don't know if that was like the first time she had ever seen woodwinds because I grew up playing in like string orchestras in like a small town. So maybe that was the first time she had really like 
looked around at the woodwind section or something. Anyway, she said she watched the whole concert waiting for the bassoonist to play and then realized at the end that they were playing, but she was expecting them to put like the top of the instrument where the sound actually comes out up to their mouth and like blow <laughs> over that hole or something like that. Like she right. couldn't see the mouthpiece from mm-hmm. where she was sitting or it just wasn't clear or something. Mm-hmm. So she, it took her the entire concert to realize how the bassoon was actually making sound and what sound was coming from the bassoon section. It's so yeah. funny. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. Cause like, yeah, you know, like the clarinet and the oboe and, or like brass instruments, the bell is right in front. Right. But the, the bassoon, because we're literally folded in half, the bell is sticking straight up in the air. Yeah. And fun fact, only one note goes all the way out that bell. It's only our lowest note, the B flat. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Everything else sort of comes out in different holes and depending on how many hands, you know, fingers are, are put down. But really, sometimes what I'll do is uh, if somebody's like, you you sure it's only one note? I'll actually have them put their hand on top. And I'll play all my notes all the way down. And then when you get to the low B flat, it doesn't come out because somebody's hand is covering it. Blocking the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. I can also inflate a balloon, by the way. It's pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) If I play a low B flat and I put a balloon over the end, it'll... I can can inflate a balloon. balloon. Oh, that's crazy. I I couldn't tell if you said balloon or bassoon. That was just confusing. Yeah, no, I know. That is very cool. That'd be fun. I thought she said... Interesting thing to see. I thought you said it's like inflating a balloon. It, well, she can inflate a balloon if she puts a balloon. Yeah, it's not even like it. It's it's literally. I yeah, wonder if we can find actually. a YouTube video of a bassoonist doing that. Or maybe I should just do a video of doing that. You should I should totally just do, do a video of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> that would be really cool Make to see. note, blow up yes. balloon. So you were telling us a little bit about reeds. Yes. But Zara has a question about that. Yeah. Tell us more about reeds. Is it a reed in a swamp? like grassy reeds. So bassoon reeds are made of the same stuff that clarinet reeds are made of and saxophone reeds. It's all the same plant. It's a, the scientific name is Arundodonax and it looks like lucky bamboo, but it Mm. actually grows where wine grapes like to grow. The story I like to tell is, so there's a Van, uh, Van Doren is a very famous reed brand, mostly for clarinet and saxophone. And they were a winery that kept trying to like hack back the weeds that were this bamboo. And then they realized that they had really good bamboo. So they stopped making wine and just, they just sell reeds now. That is really funny. So a winery started making reed, like they make the best reeds. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, cause the bamboo was taking over their, their grapes. Yes. So most of the cane, uh, the bamboo that is made for reeds comes from France, but there's some good stuff coming out of Spain these days, Australia as well. Like think anywhere that makes excellent wine also can make excellent reeds. Oh, that's really cool. But tell us a little bit more about what exactly a reed is. Okay. So it's basically like a single reed, like saxophone and clarinet. It's a piece of bamboo that has been shaved down and it's put against a mouthpiece and fixed there, usually with uh, some screws or something to keep it there. With the double reed, you actually make the tube yourself and Mm. have the two pieces lying on top of each other and you play it that way. So you can actually make a sound. It's a really bad sound. It sounds like, you know, like a, (laughs) if you just play the reed by itself. And then when you put it on the instrument, then it it fills it out. Ah. Kind of like a mouthpiece on a, from a trumpet on you know on its own onto the trumpet yeah I've, I've heard what a mouthpiece by itself sounds like yeah yeah it's it's like it's that like, like a trumpet mouthpiece is that what you mean yeah yeah the difference here is we put our lips around the reed and just blow as opposed to a brass instrument where they have to buzz their lips we just our faces just hold on to the reed mm, right 
So instead of the mouthpiece coming up to your face, you actually put it between your lips. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So in a bassoon, basically you have two pieces of very thin wood that are Mm -hmm. vibrating against each other. You put them between your lips and you blow. And those two pieces are called the reeds. There are two, which is why it's called a double reed instrument. And it's attached to the rest of the instrument, which then pushes the sound down into the instrument and you can make other pitches and other notes yeah. and things. Yes, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Got it. We'll have to like show a picture or something of what they look like because reeds are like a really important part of playing a woodwind instrument. Yeah. If your reed works, you're going to have a good time. If your reed doesn't work, you're going to have a bad time. And you spend a lot of time making your own reeds, right? Like, in- Yeah. I'd say, um, I'd say professionals do. Students and people that don't play professionally, a lot of the time they buy their reeds from people who make them very well. Mm. There are machine-made reeds, but they're lousy. Right. You just mentioned students. How old do you have to be if you want to play the, p- the bassoon? Bassoon. I've actually started students as young as eight years old. I'd say, how big are your hands? Oh, yeah, I think you probably, you probably could. Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of uh, instruments, especially for students where, you know, like they'll actually have accommodations in the instrument. Like, uh, so you use your fingers. Your ring finger tends to be the one that is a little bit difficult. And on some Mm. bassoons, instead of having a hole there, they have a key that Mm. makes it the reach a little bit easier. I'd say usually I like 10 years old. Mm. Most people don't start until they're about 12, 13 or older. I know people that didn't start playing the bassoon until they were like halfway through high school, which is fine. Like there's nothing wrong with switching later, but I, I was, th- I was 12 when I first started playing and I thought that was, that was a good time. That was just fine. So it's not really about how old you are. It's about how long your fingers are. Yeah. Like there are some adults that probably wouldn't be able to play the bassoon comfortably because if their hands aren't big enough. Ah, interesting. But everything else I think you can, you can teach like people say, Oh, I don't have a good enough lungs. You can learn to breathe. I know that sounds weird, but people can <laughs> learn to breathe everything else. But, um, and even with the hands, like you can modify the instrument in ways to sort of move the keys around and to make it more comfortable. If I'm no good than eight years old, which I am eight years old, but I know I want to play the bassoon one day. What instrument should I learn now? Two come to mind. One is the piano. The piano is great because there's uh, both treble and bass clef and bassoon plays mostly in the bass clef. I've had students that have learned piano before and it's great. I also really like the recorder because you get used to putting your fingers down on holes. And especially if you learn the alto recorder, most people start with the soprano. The alto recorder has the same bass fingerings as the bassoon. So if you learn the alto recorder, you're already, you could already play like a scale on the bassoon without really thinking about it. That's really cool. I thought that the fingering for maybe it's a soprano recorder is the same as a flute. Yeah, the soprano recorder is the flute and the oboe is the same. The alto recorder is the same as the bassoon. Oh, okay. Very cool. I didn't even realize there were different kinds of recorders. Did you know that, Zara? I truly thought that there was a... Recorders? Yeah. Of course there are. Because, I mean, there's... It has to be more than one way to record something. <laughs> oh no, there's different sizes. Like they get, they start with the like the itty bitty uh, piccolo one and go all the way to the 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 bass recorder, which was. I don't know what a recorder is. Oh, it's a little flute that has a. It, in French, they're called the flute à bec or the beaked flute, and it's basically like it has like a whistle top, and you have holes that you cover. Your, and what's nice about recorder is that they are very inexpensive. Mm-hmm. You can you can buy a really great one for less than twenty dollars. Wow! Yeah, and it, you get used to 
blowing air. You get used to putting your fingers down on holes. I think it's a, a great start to do that. And then if you say, oh, I really want to play another wind instrument, it transfers to pretty much all of them, including the bassoon. The other thing I wanted to just circle around about was that you said starting on piano is a really good idea, um, which I think a lot of people have said that, right? Do you remember, Zara, that the, that Kristen, when she said, if you wanted to play the harp, but you weren't big enough yet, you could start on piano and it would be really helpful? Yeah, lots of people and lots of different instruments, they start learning piano first, and then they switch over to a different instrument because you learn two clefs, which means there are like double the options for music reading if you've learned piano. And it's just a really nice way to learn how to read even notes violin. and see them. Even Yeah, even people who play violin often play piano, like you. <laughs> Alrighty, next question is for you, Zara. Um, what kind of person makes a really great bassoon- bassoonist? But I think I might know one of the answers. Well, tell us. Yeah. A pianist. A pianist. <laughs> I, you know, I would say anybody who is really curious about different sounds and somebody who likes to help others but doesn't like to mm. be in the spotlight makes a really great bassoon player. Like, we're kind of the people that we lift up everybody around us. Like, I'm thinking of your mother going to that concert that she didn't hear. It's like, you know, I had a teacher once say that we're kind mm. of like the salt yeah. of the orchestra and that you don't really know if we're there, but yes. you really know if we're not yeah. there. You know, it's like if you forget to put salt in your food, you're like, ah. Oh. But when it's there, yeah. you just I go, like oh, this is great. Salt on my corn. On corn of the cob. Yeah. yeah. And if it's not there. We haven't actually had corn on the cob in a Yeah, it's I know. Good. But yes, salt on corn of the cob, corn on the cob is on any kind of vegetable really makes it a lot more delicious. And if it's mm-hmm. not there, you notice. But if it is there, you're just like, this food is yummy. And bassoons are like that in the orchestra. You don't even notice them when they're playing. But when they're not playing, you're like, something doesn't sound right. So people who play the bassoon or people who are thinking of what instrument to play, bassoon might be a good instrument for them if they don't necessarily want people looking at them all the time. They don't want a whole bunch of big solos. They don't want to, you know, be the most important part, mm-hmm. but they do really like helping other people and they do like being part of a group. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Somebody who likes to be part of something, but doesn't, they don't want to be singled out all the time. People that kind of like to blend in, but really, but still yeah. be really important. Like it's not, uh, yeah, still very you know, important. not to minimize it at all. <laughs> but yeah, that I would say, and also like, you know, it, it is a more complicated instrument. We do have, there's over 20 keys on the thing. Like there's, there's a lot you know, like your left thumb is really busy. There's nine of them for your left thumb. What? So smart people play the bassoon. Yeah. Is what you're saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Smart people play the bassoon or people that are curious. I find mm. adults that come to me, most of them are engineers for some reason, which I don't really understand why, but, but there um, you have it. yeah. Okay. That's happened. Smarty yeah. pants people. Okay. Got it. Can you play some music for us i really want to know what the bassoon sounds like sure do you want to actually just tell us a little bit about what you've been doing on your social media account and then we'll play the clip yeah so if you study bassoon with me long enough you end up playing a book by ludwig milde and it's his studies in scales and arpeggios and there's 25 of them and uh, this year I decided, you know what, I'm going to record them all because I have students that, you know, like all of my students play these things and there's very little recordings of them out there. And also, you know, I want to show that I'm not just 
telling my students to play them that I actually do play them myself. So I'm trying to walk the walk as well as talking the talk with this. So you've been recording one every week and posting it to social media and YouTube, right? Yeah, I've been posting them on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. Okay, so which one are we listening to today? I think you're number nine, which is the B-flat major scale. Ah, etude. Okay, let's hear it. did you think, Zara? I said good. <laughs> you got to clap too. I'll clap too. Yeah, that was really great. I have a question. Did you get to use your lowest note in that one? Yes. Yes. Actually, the first note is my lowest note. It's a bassoon sometimes used in like jazz music and stuff. Because that's what it kind of sounds like. Yeah, actually, there's there's not a lot of people playing jazz bassoon, but there is one guy who's really great and he's on YouTube. His name is Paul Hansen. And he actually plays electric bassoon. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. There's also um, also the and here in Toronto they haven't. I mean, obviously they haven't been been able to perform live. But there is a band called Das Fagot Mannschaft, and they are a bassoon quartet that plays electric. Like they play pop tunes on the bassoon, and they are they're amazing. That sounds really cool. We should definitely check that out. I yeah. think what you're hearing, though, Zara, is that the bassoon sounds a little bit like the saxophone. Yeah, it does. Yeah. There, yeah, there is jazz bassoonists. I wouldn't say it's like as common as, say, like the saxophone or even, mm-hmm. you know, the trombone yeah. is probably used more. But it does exist. Like, um, yeah, Paul Hansen, he's played with, like, Bella Fleck, and he's done all the – he's, like, really, really, like – If you want to hear Jazz Bassoon, he's the guy. Very cool. We'll have to check that out. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kristen. But before we go, we need to play a little game called Pasta or Composer. Have you ever played this game? (laughs) I think I might have seen it somewhere, but I haven't played it in a while. No, we did not invent it. So it's very possible that you saw it somewhere else. So this is a game where my mom says an Italian word and we have to try to guess if it's in the name of a pasta or the name of a composer. And it's super fun. Okay. Okay, we'll do three rounds. And the first round is 
Marianelli. Ooh, that sounds like a composer. M A R I A N E L L I. Marianelli. What do you think? I'm going to say it's a composer. Yeah. Both of you are saying it's a composer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. You were both correct. Very, yes. very good work. You know how I knew that it might be a composer? Because you cheated? No. <laughs> because it's Mary Anelli. Ah. And Mary that, is a name. <laughs> Mary is a name. Yes, but it was spelled differently than Mary from like Lord of the Rings. Oh, there's no Mary in Lord of the Rings. Oh, Mary and Pippins. Oh, yes. Anyway. Okay, moving on. Round two. <laughs> Mostaca- Mostaccioli. I think it's pasta. M O S T A C C I O L I. How do you pronounce CC in Italian? CC? Is it Chi? Probably. Uh, I-, I don't know. I'm not Italian. Me either. Mostaccioli. Most I think it's a pasta. You're saying pasta. I'm, I'm going to say it's a composer. Okay, it is actually a pasta. Yay. Ah. Okay, last round. Round three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is a good one. Kristen, I think you will know what this is. It is vermicelli. <laughs> vermicelli. I'm going to say that one's a pasta. Pasta. <laughs> I should have made you go first, Sarah, because I said Kristen would probably know the answer. And you were both correct. It is a pasta. But doesn't vermicelli <laughs> sound like it could be an Italian composer? Oh, Totally. Yeah, <laughs> Giuseppe Vermicelli, of course. You know, <laughs> what does it look like? It's um, vermicelli is like a it's like a spaghetti. They all sort of look the same. It's like a spaghetti. It's a very thin spaghetti, from what I remember. Yeah, that looks about yeah. right. Vermicelli. Well, thank you so much for being with us here today, Kristen. Where can kids go to learn more about you and hear you play? Uh, well, you can go to my YouTube channel. It's just at Kristen Day. I also have a website. It's bassoonist.ca. And I'm also on Instagram at bassoon day. I've also started dabbling on TikTok, also at bassoon day. So you can find me all of those places. That's amazing. Yeah, we will put those links in the show notes. Thank you. So that people can find them. And that's it for us today. Thanks so much for being with us, Kristen. That was great. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was fun. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Kids Cue the Music. If you've enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with other kids you think would love it. I'm Zora Lane. And I'm Rebecca Lane. Talk to you next time on Kids Cue the Music. Music.